to this July 7th, 2022 edition of Evangela Nation. This podcast is dedicated to evangelizing the nation for the best and brightest future of our country, our world, and our eternal souls. And what could be more important than that? Well, now July 4th has passed. And with it, the Capital 4th fiasco. Now, I don't want to disparage the efforts of those who worked hard to create a national celebration for us. It's just that a Capital Fourth event this year seemed genuinely devoid of patriotism and of really knowledge of the purpose of Independence Day. You know, as a nation, we were treated, I'm sorry to say, I mean, to, to trite efforts at feel nice cheerleading from the MC and an endless stream of, on the whole, pretty bad music. With the exception of the small military band that played at the end when the fireworks display occurred. You know, I mean, did you, did you notice how the whole event was just really lacking in any deep reflection on the meaning of America's effort to fight for and become a nation of people with unprecedented freedom? You know, we are called, and our founding fathers saw us as becoming a new Jerusalem, prophesied from ancient human history to be established by the Lord and creator of all the universe, a society that lived in an unprecedented way in self-governance under God with liberty and justice for all, especially the most vulnerable, which in our world today includes those innocent citizens living in their mother's wombs, right? You know, if you can inherit property legally as an unborn child, you have citizens' rights, okay? Now, this freedom that we enjoy is the aim of our constitutional republic so that families and individuals born of families might no longer live subject to the tyranny and slavery uh, to self-proclaimed elites, that have wreaked havoc on peaceful people almost, uh, you know, since the beginning of time immemorial. You know, Nimrod was the first self-proclaimed potentate on the earth. Uh, And you can read about him in the book of Genesis. And, you know, people have been trying to rule just like him over others ever since. So freedom is the aim of our constitutional republic. However, while that is the aim The foundation of our constitutional republic is, are you ready? A moral and religious people. Now, John Quincy Adams, one of our founding fathers, stated famously that our constitution was made for a moral and religious people, and it is wholly unsuited for the governance of any other. You see, so we have to be a moral and religious people for this constitution to bring us freedom, to to protect our freedoms. And so that means that freedom brings with it responsibility. In our case, we have to exercise a lot of vigilance to remain free, to continue to govern those 
who are elected to govern us, or really more appropriately, to protect our inalienable rights to life, liberty, and property. You see, those we elect are not meant to govern us. We are governing them, and they are doing a job to protect our inalienable rights to life, liberty, and property. And what that means, you know, when you put a lien on someone's uh, property, uh, that means it can be taken away for a time. But not so. There are certain inalienable rights, and those are life, liberty, and property. Okay? So no one can take that away from you. It's a God-given right. Notice they don't say <laughs> some of these other things that uh, people are, are claiming are constitutional rights, uh, like to murder a child in the womb. Okay, you see the enemies of our nation, the enemies of our peace and our prosperity, the, the happiness of our marriages, our families and our children and our elderly loved ones, the enemies of our national sovereignty and your health and well-being and uh, your family's uh, well-being, they know that our nation is built on the foundation of a moral and religious people. So without that, we have nothing. And this is why we have been and are still being subjected in ever-increasing degrees to a coordinated array of propaganda designed to diminish and destroy the moral and religious fiber of the citizens of our great nation. And this, my friends, is why evangelization exists and why evangelization, which is associated with the Christian gospel, is connected to our nation in the title of this podcast. Because we need to have both for freedom to reign in our nation. So our political enemies are working in lockstep with citizens, public officials, regulatory agencies, and other powerful entities operating right here within our borders in the United States to divide us and demoralize us as citizens. You know, you cannot deny that many in powerful positions in media, big tech, and government offices are doing this right now. So those carrying out this diabolical agenda for whatever reason they have, they are punching holes in the very ship which is protecting them from drowning in the sea of tyranny, which is always latent in the hearts of men as selfishness and vanity and is always ready to emerge into um, acts of tyranny. So those who are foolish enough to conspire with this agenda, and they think they're getting ahead, maybe profiting, making a lot of money, they will soon see the truth of their folly. And they will feel the effects of their imprudent actions. And, you know, it's inevitable. We are all feeling the effects of this betrayal of our nation by those who cooperate with uh, the uh, censoring agenda, for example, or any number of um, agendas designed to silence the American people who, who have the freedom and the right to uh, speech and to uh, gathering, to the right of assembly, um, and the right to bear arms, all these many things. You know, these um, false flag, uh, but very real devastating events 
that our shadow government, our CIA, is involved in uh, launching these murder um, events, murderous events, these uh, killing of people at the parade the other day, you know, and all these uh, different types of assaults on school children and and those in, in communities. Do not think for a minute that these are random, okay? This didn't happen. If you noticed, this didn't happen during Trump's uh, presidency, okay? He shut those people down. The deep state that uh, is in, in, is responsible for these operatives. Why are they doing it? Because they want to take your gun rights away. They want to um, scapegoat guns. Guns don't kill anybody. People do. And uh, the uh, people who do these, uh, carry out these wicked uh, designs in our country, clearly drugged, clearly mentally, bizarrely uh, unstable. In fact, there was, um, again, uh, I'll bring to your attention, there was somebody who actually called 911 because he had enough presence of mind somehow by the grace of God to break through and say, uh, I am just getting ready to kill a bunch of people. I have all these weapons in my apartment. And, and somehow he woke up from the drugs. You see, nobody talks about this in the news, but that was huge. That was a huge revelation, right? These people are being drugged because the deep state, they don't care about you. They don't care about life. They don't care about your family. They don't care about your rights. They are uh, trying to destabilize the nation and take your rights away. And the way they do that is through false flag initiatives where uh, some kind of a crisis um, is created, is designed and, uh, and, and foisted on the American public. And then the media comes in, sweeping in with a propaganda message that says, we've got to lay down our, the right to uh, our second amendment rights to bear arms. So this happens over and over again. So wake up if you don't know about it. Wake up. If you uh, really want to argue with me about it, send me an email at um, uh, Pauline Community of stjoseph at gmail.com. Okay, so I'm getting a little afield, uh, 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 but I wanted to uh, point out that these people are betraying our nation in significant ways. But now let's remember that the spirit of the living God unites. The spirit unites in truth and charity. But the diabolical one, whose name, Diabolos, means the divider, is present wherever there is a seedbed of division, you know, needless fomenting of division, especially along racial lines right now. You know, those of you who don't believe this, I say firmly to you that you are being played. Your emotions are being manipulated, and it is your job as a citizen to resist this programming. You may think that you don't have an important role in society. Maybe you feel overlooked and you want to exercise more power in society. Well, let me tell you, the most powerful thing that you can do is to resist the psyops, psychological operations of those in power, those who are organizing the mainstream news propaganda so that it can do your thinking for you and manipulate your emotions so that you can become violent against your neighbor and so that you can be moved in a direction you would not otherwise go. So the enemies of our nation want to take away your freedom, and they want our country. They want to turn you into an instrument 
of their commands to take down our country. They want you to join their puppet mob, which will do their bidding and complete the destruction of the nation for them so that they don't have to use traditional means of war to take over our country. See? Now, the death-loving purveyors of infanticide, predatory grooming, abduction, self uh, sex trafficking, diabolical child-sacrificing rituals. Look, I'm not making this up. Jeffrey Epstein, you know, had to be murdered for a reason to cover up all the names of the political elites who committed crimes like this against humanity on his island. Depraved sex acts against children and unthinkable and diabolical drinking of their blood for perverse self-aggrandizement. All of this happened. And this is not an isolated problem. Human trafficking, especially under the Biden administration, has continued to go up. Under uh, Trump's administration, he was cleaning up those cells of human trafficking, getting those shut down. But these same sick individuals are normalizing in the public sector gender dysphoria, for example, for the ultimate purpose of devaluing your God-given personal identity or, or that of your fellow citizens and neighbors. You know, this is the ultimate attack on America is right at the core of its citizens. We have to get out there and stop this. We have to save our neighbors from these traps, if you know them. We have to block these agendas, the agendas of these sick, sick people who, you know, did not die with Jeffrey Epstein. You know, Jeffrey Epstein's death has protected them from being uh, ratted out, right? These are sick, sick people. It's, they're in the shadow government. They're cooperating with our nation's enemies. They want to tear down the nation that has been for uh, generations the world's bastion for the responsible exercise of freedom, right? As a nation, unlike any on earth, governed by and for her own people and not for a communist socialist elite who lied to you, telling you that you'll be happier owning nothing and doing what they say. You know, this is classic predatory behavior, messaging, and psychology, all right? So I, I'm telling you, you know, they're using the, this uh, problem. Yes, there was slavery in America. There was slavery all over the world. You know, they're distorting this to say that basically everything that good that happened in America the reason that we have freedom today, un, uh, unlike in any, any other nation on earth, uh, was, was a sham because there was slavery in America. Well, you know, we've got to be a little smarter than that. This, this propaganda is toying with your emotions and your psychology. And again, this is classic predatory behavior, messaging and psychology. These are psychological operations designed to undermine our national sovereignty, destroy our nation, so that the people in the World Economic Forum, for example, can finally get rid of the one obstacle to their world domination, which is America. All right? So get, let's get it straight. So you and I need to hold firm, stand fast to the principles upon which this nation was founded. Principles which on July 4th, 1776, in Congress, the Declaration of Independence outlined as following, 
from, quote, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle a people. So the Declaration of Independence states, quote, we hold these truths to be self-evident. And by self-evident, they're saying that it's flowing from natural law theory, okay, which is the foundation of civil law in America, which has been uh, trying to be eroded by certain uh, forces. But these are the truths that are considered self-evident in the Declaration of Independence. Um, all humans are created equal. All humans are endowed with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And here, this is code in these writings for personal property, not to be slaves of another, nor to be vassals of tyrannical feudal systems like what was experienced in Europe, to, but to be property owners and to pursue our own happiness thereby. All right, so this goes, this flies absolutely in the face of Marxist socialist ideology, which always leads to communism, right? Communism, at least, is the end. It is the ideal of socialism. Okay, number three. So uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident. Number one was uh, we're all created equal. Number two, we're in, endowed with certain unalienable rights. And number three, that to secure these rights, to protect them and defend them, governments are instituted among men, uh, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. So we have to consent to what they do. And right now we don't have that opportunity. Fed, our federal government is so uh, bloated, so out of control, so beyond our reach. We're not consenting to anything. They're, they're spending billions and billions and billions of dollars on things that we don't consent to their spending on, up on. Would you do that if you hired someone to come on your property and do work for you? And, um, and you, you gave them a, a credit card to, you know, buy fuel for the weed eater or something like that. And, and they went and spent, you know, billions of dollars on your credit card, you know, without your consent, would you accept that? Well, that's what your, that's what your elected officials or some of them are not elected uh, are doing right now. They are spending you and your children's and your grandchildren's children's future into oblivion. It's ridiculous, and it's not uh, by our consent. Okay, number four, and whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, that is securing, protecting our, our inalienable rights, it is the right of the people to alter that form of government or to abolish it and to institute a new government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Um, now, number five, uh, let me just say, uh, uh, before I go on to number five, number four, you know, we have the right of the people to alter the government. And that's what we're trying to do right now. So we don't race into, you know, destroying it and abolishing it. That's what um, the Convention of States uh, is trying to do with the pursuing of um, the establishment of a, or the calling of a Convention of States according to Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution, um, which um, basically 
um, taps the power of the states to um, amend our U.S. Constitution. So we need this balance of power because right now um, the states have been silenced and captured by the federal government, especially through um, federal loans. Uh, so always, you know, follow the, the money trail to find a tyranny. Uh, so anyway, um, check out Convention of States. They're trying to alter our form of government by um, our con constitutional means through uh, the Article 5 um, um, tool that we have in our toolbox to alter our, our government, you know. So we're not uh, trying to start a revolution or abolish our government just yet, right? So, okay, so that was the first four uh, things that um, uh, the Declaration of Independence said are, are self-evident truths. And the last one is number five, prudence will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. Here, that's the key, the key word. We're not talking about you know, being upset because there are decades of reverse discrimination, hiring policies that seems to have fallen short in the eyes of some who want racial equality. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about absolute despotism. We're not talking about the so-called right to sexual perversion or the or deviation or the right to murder another human being in the womb. Those aren't rights. We're talking about when they are reduced to absolute despotism. That is when a people must, when a people's duty bound to fight for the usurpation of the shadow government wielding control over them. You know, instead of the people who are fairly elected, you know, that we the people select to justly represent us on federal and state levels, that's when we have absolute despotism. And I would suggest that we are we're fighting against that, and, and the powers that be are working hard to establish it. So this is the state of affairs. Now, the Declaration of Independence says of a captured people that, quote, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. So again, this is the opposite of the radical socialist agenda, which aims at destroying our nation with the promise of rebuilding it on more just foundations. So all these people who are into, um, uh, you know, racial justice, there's nothing wrong with that, but they are, they are being baited into thinking and believing that the Marxist ideology of revolution, of violence, of violent taking over is going to produce for them a just and lasting society. Look, that promise is a complete and total sham. That lie has never proven true. That lie has caused the same cycle of events throughout human history. And if you think that socialism and the Marxist ideology of toppling existing institutions to have freedom is really going to work, 
you are in for a very painful awakening because all throughout human history, this lie of Marxist socialist liberation, which took on many faces before the Bolshevik revolution in 1917 and is still taking many forms today, it has proven itself 100% false, has proven itself to be undermining of human rights, human excellence, and human happiness. Always. There is not an example of Marxist socialism that has uh, ended in anything good, anything other than tyranny. So this is not what the founding fathers are talking about in this document. In fact, today, now more than ever in our nation's nearly almost 250-year history, we need to see that the deep state operatives working to undermine our national sovereignty are those things that must be usurped. We have the CIA, the FBI, the CDC, the NIH, and the WHO. I'm sorry. These are significant usurpers of your freedom. Now, we don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. Let's not destroy our constitutional republic. Let's throw out what is wicked in it and retain what is good. And then there will be peace. Now, the Declaration of Independence goes on. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. And so then it goes on to list 27 pressing acts of tyranny, the top three of which... It's probably not what you think. Some say, oh, well, the problem was taxation without representation. Well, actually, that was number 17 out of 27 grievances listed. You know what was at the top? The top three grievances? They're acts of tyranny we are experiencing today. So for the colonists who are appealing to their own government for redress of grievances, these were the top three grievances. Number one, legislative abuses. Number two, military abuses, and number three, judicial abuses. You know, it doesn't take very long to think of examples of these abuses happening in our nation right now. Now, fortunately, our Supreme Court just reversed one of the most egregious and fraudulent acts of judicial abuse this nation has ever seen in Roe v. Wade. So praise God for that. Now, another one of the ways this tyranny has become exceedingly overt and obvious has been the censoring of media and the right to free speech. Big tech is colluding with CIA operatives, this is proven, aimed at silencing any voices dissenting from the mainstream propaganda messaging, you know, all of which is designed to bolster the aims of the World Economic Forum elite who claim as their self-righteous duty to rule their world, the world, with their policies, which ultimately will impoverish and depopulate the world as we know it so that they can own it and run it, a most proud ambition indeed. So one way they want to stop the dissent from their propaganda messaging is to silence Christians like me. You know, a recent New York op-ed actually identified Christians as the real problem to be solved in the nation. And of course, this is just one of the oldest scapegoating tricks in the book. You know, you see, Nero used it. He started a fire because of his own personal folly and lack of self-governance. And then he blamed it on the Christians, starting one of the most horrible religious persecutions in early church history. 
And again, we saw this trick pulled in Rwanda in modern times. Remember when the propaganda was heavily controlled to program the Hutus to hate their neighbors, the Tutsis, and to uh, identify them as the problem to be eliminated in the country. And because the citizens of that nation did not wake up to how they were being played by the media, they fell right into their hands and right into the trap, and they performed egregious deeds against their neighbors for 100 days of killing, all because they listened to the nefarious propaganda, shaping their mindsets and fomenting division and hatred. So is this happening on some scale in our nation? You bet. What can we do about it? Turn it off. Resist. Take back your mind, your heart, your soul, and the minds and hearts and souls of your family members, neighbors, friends, and acquaintance. Look, this is important. Turn off the TV. Turn off the psychological operations trying to impact you. Now, who are these enemies bent on psychological propaganda operations designed to divide us as a nation? Well, just remember that our major news media outlets are governed in an indirect way, no less powerful way, by interest in making news profitable and palatable in Chinese markets, and specifically to the Chinese Communist Party, which has its thumb on every aspect of Chinese society, and not just Chinese society, but society now all over the globe. They have been systematically buying up local newspapers all across our country and across the world. Did you know that? In this way, China has been directing mainstream news and entertainment media outlets in increasingly overt ways. And then there are those in elite powers, uh, positions of power in our government, who have been entirely brainwashed to cooperate with them. You know, thinking that by Marxist ideology and Saul Alinsky's immoral playbook for seizing power, they will be doing something worthwhile with their lives. You know, these are the pitiful, sad ones of our nation. They, they really need our prayers. You know, prayers can stop wars, can change hearts, and can cause wickedness to cease. So freedom requires responsibility, and that is why our founding fathers were absolutely focused on making sure that those freed persons called to the high office of self-governance in our nation would strive ever to be and to remain a moral and religious people. And by moral, it was meant adherence to the natural law. And by religious Make no mistake, at that time, it was meant the Judeo-Christian revelation being practiced in this land, and in particular, the utterly unique principles and beliefs of Christianity and the power of Christianity's God, to which the founders of this nation appealed for wisdom, prudence, and protection. Listen, did you know that the U.S. Capitol building was the site of Sunday worship for at least 70 years? from like 1795 to 1865. You know, surfaces continued there well after the Civil War ended in 1865. You know, Thomas Jefferson, in fact, was responsible for ensuring that religious worship took place there because as the drafter of the Declaration of Independence and a signer of, uh, of it, uh, shaper of the Constitution, 
you know, with a very keen understanding of the checks and balances required for a, a society of people to live in true freedom without being subject to the tyranny of power-hungry people, Jefferson knew that the people had to remain a moral and religious people. There was no other way for the constitutional republic that he and the other founders drafted to survive, to continue to protect the rights of the people, either from those who sought to take them or from the egregious folly of the people simply laying down the rights them, of their own rights themselves, giving them away, selling themselves lock, stock, and barrel to tyrannical entities. And this, by the way, is precisely what a mournfully great number of citizens uh, did during the pandemic, about which we have now exceedingly obvious and incriminating evidence against those whose depopulation agenda caused the manslaughter of nearly a million people in the United States and many more abroad. So these people need to be brought to justice. And when they are, peace will be restored to our land. These people need to be brought to justice. Eventually they will. For now, we need simply not to lay down our God-given inalienable rights of life, liberty, and property to them. Don't give your power away, your identity, your energy to these despots, these puppets in this nefarious takeover of the nation. Hold your ground. Fight for what is right. Do good to those who harm you by praying for their conversion. But then set firm your boundaries when it comes to your life, liberty, and property. And that includes that of your family members as well. Look, in Isaiah 61, which is also the reading that Jesus of Nazareth declared as being fulfilled in the presence of his hearers when he got up and read in the, uh, in the synagogue in Nazareth. Um, this, is what, this is what Isaiah 61 says. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. So do not be halting and fainting, before the threats of Goliath. Stand up like David the shepherd boy, and with your slingshot filled with faith, hope, and charity, go forth with confidence in each day that you can stop war and tyranny, that you can, in your small way, deliver the nation from destruction through prayers, penance, resistance, turning off the media propaganda, supporting citizen-led news outlets, that provide us all with truth, like the Epoch Times, and you know that give us strength to fight back for the freedom of ourselves and our families. You can and you will and we are together evangelizing the nation for the best and brightest future of our country and our world. Don't forget to support this ministry and others like it if you can. And let me just end uh, now with these thoughts from someone you may not know, Whitaker Chambers. Now, Chambers lived from 1901 to 1961. He was an American writer. But let me tell you, before that, 
He was a Soviet communist spy. And he recanted his communist affiliation and he defected to the West because he discovered the truth. And this is what Whitaker Chambers wrote. He said, freedom is a need of the soul and nothing else. It is in the striving toward God that the soul strives continually after a condition of freedom. God alone is the inciter and guarantor of freedom. He is the only guarantor. External freedom is only an aspect of interior freedom. Political freedom, as the Western world has known it, is only a political reading of the Bible. Religion and freedom are indivisible. Without freedom, the soul dies. And without the soul, there is no justification for freedom. End quote. So as we reflect on freedom in our nation in this uh, uh, week of July 4th, I invite you to hold on to your soul. Talk to your creator. He will, listen, he will listen to you, and if you listen to him, he will give you a plan for your life. He will show you his plan for your life. He will show you his plan for your body, for your gender, for your vocation, for your family, for the ways that you can live fully in Christ the Savior, who is the new Adam, the firstborn of the new creation, the new humanity. So let's bind together in acts of praise and edify those in danger of fainting along the way. And let's pursue freedom together. We can do this, you know. Well, until next time, that's all. Bye now. Mm -hmm.